0: interrupt our regular program schedule to bring you the following special report here is a flash
1: just received in our newsroom we interrupt this broadcast bring you this important bulletin. this is a
0: special edition of the pegasus podcast presented by night sports now let's get to the ucf breaking news with your hosts bailey adams and christian simmons Welcome into a bonus episode of the Pegasus Podcast. Be sure you're following us on Twitter at J Adams22, at by CA Simmons, and at Night Sports Now. Didn't think we'd be back this soon, but we are. UCF is inexplicably still ranked um, in the college football playoff rankings this week. They are number 22. Not only are they still ranked, they dropped two spots for losing at home to Navy, three and seven Navy. And so now that sets up a scenario where if they beat USF, one and 10 USF, on Saturday, they will play for the conference championship game. They're just being handed another lifeline, and let's see how they ruin it.
1: I almost don't even have words for this having happened. I just want to point out, this is so ridiculous. UCF football didn't have a graphic ready. They made the college <laughs> football playoff rankings, and UCF went, oh, um, uh, hang on. had <laughs> to go make a crap. The fact that they're not even still in it, but they fell two spots. They fell two spots for losing to a three and seven Navy team at home. I just, this has been the year of mulligans for UCF. I truly don't totally understand what's going on, but I'm certainly not going to complain about it. I I have no earthly idea how this makes sense, but. that's what I said on Twitter.
0: I was like, it it doesn't make sense. And I think the explanation I came up with was that the committee collectively said, we're not watching a game that starts at 11 (laughs) a.m. And then they were like, eh, <laughs> uh, that game happened, but we don't really know what happened. We didn't really care to look up the results, so let's keep them ranked. And I'm not going to apologize for it, but it's also very dumb. Well, I don't know. I, just, I think people there are, are saying, like, people are saying, because one of the things is, like, who else are you going to rank at this point? I know some people are mad that four lost South Carolina didn't get in, but it was like, and, and they kept, so Tulane's back ahead of UCF, right? Yeah. I think they're up to 17, I believe it was. Something like that. Since and, he's still behind Cincinnati's so two spots below UCF and so it makes sense because Tulane has what the two losses um and since he has two losses also but UCF beat Cincinnati I don't know it's just it's interesting because like yeah people wanted people were saying like they they wanted to keep UCF ahead because they beat Cincinnati but I was like yeah but they also have three losses I don't know it's it's I think
1: in my because you're talking about oh what teams could they have ranked that they didn't like one loss coastal maybe Yeah. Um, I I think what this comes down to is everyone thinks, Oh, this is about the AAC. It's like, I think here's what happened. I think that the college football playoff committee hates the Sunbelt. And I think they want to go out of their way to ensure they can rob the Sunbelt of any possible success because to set up a situation where UCF who is eight and three can win their way into the cotton bowl, but one lost coastal Carolina has no path, not even in the rankings to get involved in that conversation. No one outside the AAC can get involved in that conversation. It just Listen, guys, this is a UCF podcast. You know that. Let's be totally clear. UCF does not deserve to be ranked. Like let, let, let's just be totally clear. They've they, this has been the season where nothing that UCF does wrong has counted. They <laughs> were rising up and oh, they're up to a rate start. They're five and one. they went to East Carolina, who it was like four and four or something or Three, four and something three, like, I think. Four and three at the time, not a good team. A team they've always beaten with ease. They get blown out by East Carolina. No one cares. They, they're still they they pop right back into the rankings after beating Cincinnati and surprise us all. Then oh, UCF Cotton Bowl did all this. Lose to three and seven Navy at home at eleven in the morning, and doesn't matter. <laughs> no consequences. Literally, just all that changed was oh, they're going to go on the road instead of host the conference title game. Now that's it. That, that's all the consequence for probably a top five worst loss in UCF history. So. I don't really have an explanation. I I like, honestly, this is going to sound dumb, but like, it's been kind of heartwarming in a way because it really is like, (laughs) this has been the most like UCF really has made it as a program night ever. Like there are major national accounts complaining about UCF still being ranked after a bad loss. And I'm like, they've made it. They're in that category now.
0: Yeah, it it doesn't, I don't know. It's a weird feeling. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's just, I think the really annoying and weird thing is as my voice some for some reason is about to leave me um is the fact that you're just the so way emotional things, you're choking the up the way things <laughs> the way things are so like, no, i'm really emotional because people asked us to do an emergency podcast and it took me away from watching the blind side for the millionth time um yeah so i feel like the, the background time, should be that
1: like i was I, I i was like i'd like to do an emergency podcast i think and you were like i i am i am watching the blind side and that's not gonna happen but then a couple people tweeted <laughs> and it was like ah now i have evidence well, no because no you
0: you t- you sent it to me after you sent me the first one and I was like, oh, no, Like I'm, not, I'm not, I can't be bothered to do that. And there was another one. And I was like, people need to stop telling us what to do. I wanted to do one are. like an
1: hour ago, but I thought you'd say no.
0: <laughs> oh, well. And then when you said you're
1: watching The Blind Side, which I think on our most recent episode, you talked about how you'll watch The Blind Side whenever it's on TV. and then
0: Yeah, are. yeah, I did. I think I said on, on this most recent episode that I've watched it a million times. So this would be million, million and one. Um, But yeah, no, I, I think the what I was going to say before all of that was that the way it's set up, like we just talked about, with Tulane at seventeen, UCF at twenty-two, and Cincy at twenty-four, I believe, um, is that any of those teams get if they win out, they'll make it to the Cotton Bowl. And I, I just want to say that if UCF wins out and gets to the Cotton Bowl, that's so dumb. <laughs> this team does not deserve to go to the Cotton Bowl. I don't care that what you, what you're going to say about that. They just don't deserve it. Um, yeah, they had two really big wins, but they've also had some losses that shouldn't have happened. And I don't think they deserve it. And if they do, I'm going to say they don't deserve it, but I'm also going to not, I'm not going to apologize for it. I'll try to book a flight to Dallas and see what happens.
1: So obviously, like, I shouldn't even have to say this, but UCF would become the first ever three loss non-power team to play in a major bowl game if that happened ever. Like, I really shouldn't (laughs) have to say that. That should just be abundantly obvious. There's only even been one two-loss team never doing do, and it was Boise in 2014. So it would be historic. And the funniest thing about that to me is, and I like how UCF just had a horrible loss in Navy and we're already like, all right, back to talking about the Cotton Bowl. So we'll ignore that USF game and the conference title. But if they beat USF and if they win the conference title game and they go to the Cotton Bowl, they could win the Cotton Bowl. It just depends on which version of the team shows up. They could get absolutely stomped or they could win. I don't even care who the opponent is. It's just when they've looked on this year, they've looked fantastic. So, but all of this being said, let me say, I'm going to say a hot take this is definitely a hot take, perhaps the hottest take we ever put on the podcast. If UCF finds a way to lose to USF on Saturday, you need to fire Malzahn.
0: I don't know if that's a hot take.
1: Is that not like, I'm not even actually joking. I even looked up his bio and, figures and I'm like, he would need to go at that point.
0: You and I had said that over text. And then I saw someone tweet it like 15 minutes later.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I, yeah, I mean, I, mean they, I
0: think collectively everyone would be like, cause this is literally like UCF has been given the mulligan of all mulligans here. And all they have to do is beat a one-win team to go to the conference championship game, win that, and you're in a New Year's Six Bowl for the, the third time since – And it's more than that. It's a no, one-win team. fourth time since 2013.
1: Yeah, it's more than that, too. It's a one-win team who is your rival in the final who game Who will get that to rivalry. keep that trophy forever. Yeah, a trophy that they haven't looked at since, like, the Obama administration. I mean, well, that's not true. No, that is true, yeah. Um, I, I, I just – it why are you looking confused? That is, that is
0: true, isn't it? Oh, my yeah. gosh.
1: I know. It's crazy. It's gone
0: through one-and-a-half presidencies without <laughs> –
1: there's another presidential election in like two years. That's amazing. But um, wow. all that being said, I uh, I think that's the closest we've ever come to politics is just saying the name of a president on our podcast. I think that's a pretty <laughs> good stretch for us. Yeah. But all that being said, I mean, I, and I understand it's a hot take, and I know there are listeners who are going to hear that and be like, you're ridiculous. But when you look at the situation of all the talent this team had, they've already squandered a lot of opportunities. For whatever reason, the universe is just like, it's okay, guys. We're just going to keep letting you screw up, and it will have zero consequence. If after all that, UCF then loses to a one-win USF team, to drop to eight and four and fall out of the conference title picture, Cotton Bowl, all that. And suddenly you're looking at a nine and four season at best, which matches last year. At that point, you say this was a horrible experiment that did not work. Gus Malzahn's buyout <laughs> drops in December. It is time to just go get a new coach. I know that sounds crazy, but let's be real. That would be the worst two game stretch in program history. If UCF lost to three and seven Navy at home to cost themselves hosting the conference title, then lost to one in 10 USF in the end of the rivalry to cost themselves a conference championship appearance and a potential Cotton Bowl appearance that would be the worst two game stretch in program history and you can't have that. So.
0: Wow. That, but that would be just an absolute
1: mess. That would be rough. That would be, that rough. be bad. But I like how you just was... said UCF has made it because they had a bad loss and stayed ranked. The real UCF making it moment would be firing a coach after an a win season. Like that would be the real, <laughs> like, I don't even know if I believe it as I say it, but at the very least like that's a conversation to be like, wow, what are we doing here? <laughs> if that, if that could possibly occur. Cause You talk about like, oh, you know, like Malzahn inherited a bad situation, you need time to like get out of it. I agree with that wholeheartedly, but like if you have the talent UCF has, or even if you don't and you lose to a 3-7 and team and a 1-10 and team, back-to-back weeks, yikes, not good, not going anywhere.
0: Wouldn't be ideal. I just, I'm glad it's not going to come down to computer rankings.
1: Me too, that was going to be so stupid to have to sit there Sunday and see what some computers were going to spit out. Not that I don't love the Coley Matrix and we will forever love and respect the Coley Matrix, but. You know, the other thing too is now that, now that, okay, I'm going to assume like mm, UCF should beat USF. So like, it's nice that now I, I'm they not saying they will, <laughs> I'm not saying they will, we've established that UCF can lose to anybody, which is really cool. And when you look at Friday now, and now that I know that all UCF has to do, that they're in a win winning situation, that Friday game is going to be intense to watch knowing that UCF, as long as they beat USF is going to get the winner of that game. I am all in on Tulane winning that game. I this UCF team would crumble at Nippert. I do not want to see that. I do not even sort of want to see that.
0: Yeah, I don't either. And it's this is going to sound dumb and I'm oh boy, toying with the idea of even saying it, but Go on. I could if they went on to the conference championship game and say they lost. Say they lost the conference championship game. If they lost it at Tulane, I could tolerate it. <laughs> if they lost it at Cincinnati, I could not just because We've talked about on the podcast, I think maybe you might have mentioned the podcast. Now you've mentioned it on Twitter and people have mentioned it to you that this moment of UCF beating Cincinnati in October suddenly just becomes meaningless if yeah. they then go on the road for the conference championship game and lose. So I said that that's another podcast. reason. That's another reason to root for, for Tulane because it's like at that point, I still don't want them to go to Tulane and lose the conference championship game, but it's like, all right least not Cincinnati Cincinnati didn't even make it
1: but if Tulane beats UCF it's like the moment where. are like, a
0: rivalry now then the just the way I'm thinking about that like that must really be a rivalry huh
1: Cincinnati UCF is a rivalry because if Tulane beats UCF then you're basically like that moment would just be like Apollo Creed looking back at Rocky and like nodding their head like we passing respect, the torch like whatever like okay cool <laughs> if Cincinnati beats UCF it's like I'm going I'm just going to be in misery for six months like I like and I said on the podcast what you're referencing is that like UCF didn't beat Cincinnati for four years it was such a cathartic experience to beat them and being able to hold that over their heads for six weeks is not cool with me (laughs) like that. That is something that needs to stick. So I don't know if Tulane's going to beat Cincinnati. I just, on the, okay. On the flip side though, if UCF did find a way to win at Nippert, that would be like the most brutal, like, wow, Cincinnati sucks moment ever to lose to UCF twice in both stadiums in one season. I just frankly don't believe this UCF team is capable of winning in that environment. So don't want to see it, but I honestly, I I know this sounds cocky, but like if they get Tulane again, I think they're going to beat Tulane. I think it's not going to be as close as it was the first time. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. They it, played it Tulane. Interesting. That game was only close because of some bad moments in UCF's part. UCF had better athletes, more speed, and Jeremiah Jean Baptiste and Devad Wilson did not play, and they would be yeah. back for this game. So I, I'm I am the biggest Tulane fan in the world. On Friday night, roll wave, let's get it. I think
0: I think Tulane is the better team. I think Tulane's better think than so Cincinnati. Too. I just they're the thing working against them on friday i love how we're just previewing that game now and still like we're <laughs> previewing that game, game and yeah. the conference championship game like we we talked about the usf game yesterday go listen to that They'll, yeah that's the um, other thing it's like
1: that was my main reason of being afraid to do a bonus episode like please don't not listen to the episode we spent an hour plus on yesterday but it's yeah. a great episode lots of good stuff there.
0: What, I'm, what i was gonna say is the biggest thing working against them is that they they have to go to Nippert. so that game being at yeah. Nippert is tougher. Um, and since he's got just, their crazy team home streak sure. that dates back yeah. years, so I don't know. It, it, that'll be we'll a really see. interesting game. It, that that fact, and I think now I, that might have just cemented it. So USA plays England in the World Cup on Friday, and I was like toying with the idea of going to uh, like a watch party or something for it. But then I was like, oh well, Tulane Cincinnati's at noon. I don't want to miss that. Now I don't. Now I'm like, I, yeah, I can't miss that game. So it's so stupid I that you said and,
1: USA and I was like South Alabama. Yeah, but you know, yeah, South Exactly got what I was a, talking about. Big game against England. Uh, I hear Lane <laughs> Kiffin, I hear Lane Kiffin's taken over the monarchy, so that's pretty exciting. But um, Ugh.
0: yeah, Check I and to the USF
1: game, I just want to say while we're recording, um, USF announced that they're wearing slime again. Which is so funny because they posted like a slime teaser yesterday, and like the, all of their replies were USF fans are playing like don't wear the slime, don't wear the slime, please don't <laughs> wear the slime, just wear your uniforms, please don't wear slime. And then USF tonight is like, guess what we're wearing? Slime. slime. And I
0: just—it's
1: funny. Like I hope that USF fans, none of them listen to this, but if they do, I hope that they realize that like as much as I dislike their program and their fan base, like I, they have good colors and they've no. I just I tweeted that. Did you see? I just tweeted uniform. that just now. No, did you? I didn't see.
0: Yeah. I, I, I quote tweeted their their slime reveal and was like I said something like, Why do they do this? And then I replied to my own tweet and was like, They have legitimately really, really good colors. Their green and yeah. gold is good. It's a good combo. And it's very elegant. I I think i went on to say something about these slime uniforms being like a crime against humanity or something like that
1: it's just such a stupid thing that no one likes that they continue to do over and over and i just well not over and over because they're never gonna have the chance to wear it into ucf again they're also not even wearing like the ones last year were the least offensive slime because it was white with like slime yeah. accents they've worn the black slime this is just this is like slime on slime on slime it's like that disgusting sickly green from helmet to socks and man that 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 was a decision so yeah but yeah
0: so wow, we've covered a lot on this bonus episode did. The College Football Playoff. We've covered Tulane, Cincinnati, uh, South Alabama. Lane Got some Kisson, soccer talking here. USF's uh, USF slime uniforms. Anything else before we, we get out of here?
1: Yeah, we talked about firing Miles on for the first time ever. It took uh, not you even did. two full years into his tenure for that to come up. But uh, I feel like I'm a that.
0: it was more of a hypothetical. Like we were talking about firing him on a hypothetical. Yeah, um, I
1: mean, it's like I regret saying that, and I know some people will listen to be like, that's extreme, but like at the same time, I'm like, if that does happen, like, what are we doing? You <laughs> know, like, what are we well, that's doing? The thing is, like, you might regret saying it in a row,
0: but if it does happen and come to fruition, we're just going to get on here and say it anyway. So it's like, yeah, that's
1: a fair point. W- yeah, so plus you could, yeah. like, I mean, look at the recruit, the top recruits they've been bringing in are all defensive recruits. You could fire miles on, just promote T Will and keep it class. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> well,
0: that's another take, um, and
1: on that note,
0: yeah. <laughs> On that note, let's let's get out of here and let's leave this conversation here. I don't think there's really anything else to to touch on. But thank you guys for joining us for this bonus episode that I didn't know we were going to be doing. I was coerced into doing. Um, glad we did it. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, but you can find all of our USF UCF tweets and college football playoff tweets and everything on Twitter at Bailey J Adams twenty two at By Simmons and at Night Sports Now. And make, make sure you listen to episode 112, which was our full preview of the USF game. And when you're listening to that, just ignore the parts where we were like, yeah, they could be ranked in college football playoffs still, but they probably won't. Like they, they could, but they might not. I remember saying, I was like, they were number 20. Maybe they'll drop to 25. Yeah. Did not foresee them dropping two spots to 22. So Luckily, we only work. stayed
1: on that for like two minutes. We could have yeah. talked a lot more about that. And I would have been quite depressed right now. So <laughs> all worked
0: out. Ignore that part. But yeah, go make go make sure you listen to that episode and then tune in we will have a late night podcast after Saturday's game. So be be sure to stay tuned for that. But until then, thank you guys so much for joining us. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Bye, everybody.